Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Hey guys, welcome into Things You Should Know podcast. So today's podcast is going to be a little different. No preliminaries, no lead-in music, etc. Because I just don't think that's appropriate for today. And what I want to talk to you about today has to do specifically and directly with uh, these mass shootings that continue uh, to happen uh, in our country. And most recently... Uh, There are children, of course, involved, and it just seems to me that uh, we ought to be busy with a solution. Having said that, I realize that we live in a capitalistic society and there are folks among us, uh, politicians particularly, who have agendas, companies who have agenda, and the agenda is always the same. It's power and money. And the people seemingly suffer. And I say seemingly because the people have the power. The people do. Yet we continue to elect uh, folks who don't work on our behalf. And as I begin to go through this, And this is not one of our normal podcasts. I don't really know uh, if you guys are going to turn off or stay on. I hope you stay on because I want to offer you uh, some information on how to be an influence, how to make change as a average citizen, which I believe can empower you. Because so many of you, I'm sure, are frustrated, as frustrated as I am with these stories, but we can't. Uh, become numb to it and we we get more frustrated because we feel like we don't there's nothing we can do well actually there is something that we can do and if we all do it we can be more effective so let's look at it from that standpoint uh i i my 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 heart is heavy and broken because uh, I have children. I have a grandson. I've got four kids. And it just really saddens me to know that um, these parents drop their kids off and uh, and they, they they can't pick them up or, or, you know, folks went to the grocery store and, and just innocently uh, to get food. It's just senseless. It is absolutely senseless. So uh, understanding that. Let's move forward with being empowered and being informed. 
So how can we be a political influence? How can we affect change in our local communities as average citizens? The question is, uh, how, how do we do that? How do we do that? Well, the first thing you've got to know, you've got to get involved. And getting involved sometimes becomes daunting to us because, number one, perhaps we don't know how. We don't know the steps and the levels of engagement. Uh, we may feel like we don't have the resources to get out there. And, you know, so it becomes confusing. Where do we go? Who do we talk to? What do we need to say? And what do we need to have in terms of resources? There's a really good article that I found in researching this. It's, this is from, uh, what is this school? Uh, I think this is from, the uh, yeah, University of Washington. I apologize, University of Washington. It wasn't very clear on your site. But University of Washington, the College of the Environment. And uh, they've got a really nice article here. Really nice article. I'm going to post on our Facebook page. And the reason I'm going to post it is because there's some really great links to your local districts, who your senators are, who your state representatives are, who your county officials are, who your city council people are. There's a lot of reference material that you can utilize. So what I want to do, I'm put this on our Facebook page, but I want you to grab the link off of the show notes. And so you put it somewhere where you can have it, be it in your, uh, you know, your Apple notes or your Evernote, somewhere where you can have this link. And when it's time for you to go out, be active, if you want to write letters, if you want to make phone calls, whatever it is that you feel led to do, you will know who you need to address those letters and how to get those phone numbers. OK, so let's talk about how to be a political influence as an average citizen. How can we do that? How can we do that? So, again, navigating this political system can be a little daunting because it seemingly is very large. Uh, the, the, there's a chart here on this uh, particular uh, article that's going to kind of break out what things look like. Each of the outer uh, uh, elements of the political system and things that you can do. For example, you can call your elected fish, uh, officials. Of course, you know you can vote. And we're in voting season now. As a matter of fact, uh, voting day was just uh, yesterday here here in Georgia and across the, the U.S. for primaries. Uh, you can attend town hall meetings. You can write a public comment. You always need to stay informed. You can identify who your local officials are so that you can hold them accountable. And again, this article is going to have reference links to all that information. So just at your fingertips, you can go out and, you know, reach out to these folks because a lot of times we don't do that. A lot of times we don't do that. Uh, we don't hold these people accountable and they feel like once they get into office that they have this autonomy, that they're they, they can't be touched and, and they act on their own agendas. So. Here are some details. Uh, there are many layers of people working on our behalf, should be working on our behalf in government, local government, and as elected officials. What we want to do is to be able to identify who those elected officials are. So you need to go and find your district. Using the link that's on this article, you're going to be able to go in and find your district and doing so, you will be able to see who your state senators and state representatives are, 
who your national, you know, your U.S. senators and U.S. congressmen are, and also your county officials. Your county officials, that could include your city council or um, county commissioners. And where I live, we have both. So we have county commissioners and we have city council persons. And those folks can be mayor all the way down to elected city council people, as well as the county commissioners who are also elected. And you need to know who those people are in your area because if there's something going on in your local area that you don't feel comfortable with or you want to address, those are the people that you address it with first. These are the folks that should be uh, easily accessible in your local area. You can't get to a U.S. senator. You can't get to a U.S. representative. Start off in your local area. You should be able to get to your mayor, to your local representative, to your U.S., I'm sorry, to your state representative, to your state senator or congressperson, or to your county commissioners. They have meetings regularly. They should be having meetings where they're reporting out uh, what they're doing regularly to the citizenry, to you. You can go there. You can ask questions. You can make comments. All of these things are doable. This is one of the first ways uh, for you to begin to be, begin to become empowered when it comes to uh, acting on um, your behalf and the, the betterment of our communities. And like I said, it starts at the local level. This entire United States is all made up of local communities, small communities. And so together we make up the state and the states make up the United States. So it has to be that ground root type of movement that we're always hearing about. Now, fortunately for us, we live in a digital age and uh, with social media. I say fortunate, but uh, of course, a lot of times it really feels unfortunate. Uh, And I say fortunate because we're able to contact a broad number of people relatively seamlessly. So if you're trying to gather some people together uh, for a, uh, you know, let's say you want to attend the town hall meeting and you want to make sure people go down uh, to this town hall meeting and they're there to uh, discuss I don't know, gun safety, then perhaps you can use your social media to promote the town hall meeting and the reason it's important for folks to come down and to have this discussion. And you can do it seamlessly uh, if you have a decent following or even if you did a paid ad or whatever you needed to do on social media to get the word out to your local community. Tomorrow night is a is a town hall meeting and here's the address. We we're going to talk about gun safety and we really need you to be there because our children's lives are at stake. It should be relatively easy to get in touch with your representatives. Okay, Most of us would like to call and talk directly. And I think if you do that on the national level. Uh, you may run into some frustration. I don't want to say all senators or congressmen are uh, conveniently unavailable, but I will tell you that the chances of you getting someone initially is probably uh, probably not going to happen. So you're going to have to be persistent. Uh, first, you want to locate the most direct number, and you're going to speak to this person's aide. Okay, so be prepared for that. There's not going to go straight to them. Make sure that you've already chosen the topic or the issue that you want to discuss. 
Make sure you've done that. You don't want to launch into a tirade uh, or an unorganized you know, group of thoughts once you do get to talk to this person. It might be great for you to plan a script, write some key points down so that you can be concise and get to the point. What is it that is bothering you and provide a solution? I always tell people, um, I, I work in, in, in and volunteer in a number of uh, organizations as well, and they are in leadership roles. And many times people are very forthcoming with things they don't like, okay, with things they don't like. Well, I normally don't have an issue with that. I don't take complaints. What I do is take suggestions and opportunities for improvement. What that means is when you come to me with something that you do not like, I expect for you to also have a potential solution. That's the best recourse. That is the best way to get your problem solved. Don't just say I, 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 I don't I don't agree with just allowing people to have guns. Have a particular recourse in mind. Uh, should the screenings be more strict? Should certain weapons not be allowed to be sold, period, like assault weapons, for God's sake? What is it that could be the solution to the issue that is bothering you? Make sure you have those points in hand. You want to make yourself distinct. You want to make sure that this particular person, him or her, understands that they work for you. You've elected them. You voted for them. And they owe you not only the time to have this conversation, but feedback as well. One of the ways to do that is to inform him or her that um, you, you're an official voter and you'll take action to ensure whatever the outcome needs to be if this matter is not resolved. By calling them, you're holding them accountable. You want to make sure when you introduce yourself that you provide your zip code, for example, so they know exactly where you're calling from. They know where their districts are and they know exactly where their zip codes are. And if it's your local, you know, folks, your mayors and and uh, county uh, uh, city and county um, counselors and people like that, then, yeah, tell them, listen, this is a city I live in. I live in the county and they may even know the street you live on. They should because they know they, they know these districts. All right. Attending a town hall. You want to locate the next town hall. You can find that out by calling uh, up to the mayor's office or calling to the county commissioner's office or just going to the website. They have to publish a calendar, their work schedule. The next time they're having meetings in my county, they, they've got it on the website. If you want to attend a meeting and they're talking about uh, watershed issues or whatever, and that's your thing, then it's on the calendar already. It's already on the calendar. So make sure you go to the website, pull it up and see when it's most advantageous for you to attend. Number two, prepare your questions. Always go prepared. Listen, to show up, that's great. But show up prepared if you want to make a change. Have have your research completed. If there are questions or, 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 you know, things that need to be explained or things that need to be verified, make sure that's done before you get there. 
so that you can speak distinctly, intelligently, and confidently. You want to be concise with your statement. Again, be prepared. If you want to write stuff down, a lot of times people get nervous when they're in front of groups, particularly groups they've never been in front of. So it'll help you. Uh, maybe some emotions are going because you're upset in your emotion because this issue is, is, is very sensitive to you. Make sure you write your, your thoughts down before you go. Read through them, of course. And then lastly, always follow up. After the town hall meeting, if there's no follow up, there may be no action. And you want action because action is what's going to bring about the solution. We do have a couple of references here on the website and there's a townhallproject.com, which I think takes you to uh, maybe a larger scale type of website where let's see where this goes. Um, yeah. So what's happening now? Uh, these are town hall projects that are listed by zip code. This is a great idea. So what you do is you click on this link and you go in and you put in your zip code and you can find town hall meetings that are close to you. Okay. There are other links for advocacy groups that can help citizens who are feeling helpless uh, reach out to their congressmen, reach out to their senators. So you want to make sure, again, that you take a look at this article and you get this information. And lastly, let's talk about writing a public comment. Writing a public uh, public comment allows you to directly respond and influence proposed legislation. A public comment. Many of you maybe have never heard of this. It's an opportunity for you to contribute knowledge and insight that may have been overlooked. FederalRegister.gov is the governmental database where keywords can search pending regulations. PublicCommentProject.org is a guiding website on how to navigate and participate in public comment processes. We're empowering you with this information. Please take this information if you want to make a change in your local, regional, and state or national governments, then this is the information that you need. Federalregister.gov, publiccommentproject.org. This is an organization that's going to help you and guide you to the websites and the places that you need to go in order to get these public comments processed. The key, now the key to an effective public comment is to provide a unique perspective supported by data upon which agencies are required to respond. Hear me good. Agencies are required to respond. Public Comment Project describes this as a peer review of proposed regulations. This may be one of the more powerful things that you can do, uh, you know, initially, because I think with the phone calls and things like that, it may take a while to cycle and get somebody actually on the line. But this can happen immediately. Writing a public comment. You want to read. Number one, you want to read the entire proposal. Number two, you want to research and formulate an in-support or not-in-support statement. Those are the two statements that can be published. You're in support or you're not in support. In this case, with the gun bill and the gun lobby, you're not in support. You want tougher regulations. Make it more difficult for kids to get their hands on guns or people with mental illness or just racists or whoever that have these agendas to get their hands on weapons. Number three, highlight and explain supporting facts. Again, you want to stick to the facts and to the data. 
And then lastly, you want to make sure that someone reviews your draft and you want to make sure it's up to par before you submit it. And again, public comment, uh, publiccommentproject.org is going to be a vast amount of help uh, in this case. So listen, again, this is not our normal podcast and nor should it be. Uh, it, it's just if we're going to be a community of action of learners and then we act because our goal is to positively impact our communities, then this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. I can't start talking about relationships and, you know, best ways to give up, you know, I don't know, an interview or, or whatever and act like, you know, yesterday didn't happen. It's just enough. But also there's enough of us that we can do something about it. We are empowered. We are the people. We have the power. And it's time to take that power back. Okay. So what I'd ask you to do, number one, is to take action. Number one is to take action. Number two is to share this information with your friends, coworkers, loved ones, associates, etc., so that they can take action. I feel like a lot of times people don't do because they don't know how or what to do. Okay, so we're going to take all of that out of the equation. You know what and you know how. Now it's simply a matter of you doing. And I believe that you will. Thank you guys for listening today. God bless, and I'll talk to you soon. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.